Hey, good job. This week's Parsha is Parsha Tetab. I wanted to talk about maybe something in Pesach and related to another story. And I heard this from my David Foreman. And basically, there are two stories that we need to compare. The first story is with Yaakov and Esav. And the second story is with Yaakov's interaction with Yosef, and then which will lead into slavery. There's a solid question that comes up, which is, we have the whole Haggadah, and we have Halal, and we're thinking Hashem. But why are we thinking Hashem? It makes no sense that we're thinking Hashem. If someone kidnaps you and then lets you go free, are you going to say to the kidnapper, oh my gosh, thank you so much, you're the best person ever, I love you so much? That's essentially what God did to us. He put us into slavery, he kidnapped us, put us into slavery, and then let us go free. Why would we thank him? That makes no sense. If anything, it's just neutral. Okay, put me into slavery and you let me go. If anything, it was just a waste of my time, a waste of my efforts, uh, an expulsion of energy that just didn't need to happen. So why are we thanking God? To see this answer, let's look at the Yaakov and Esau story. This is going to be called the Goats and Coats 1. Goats and Coats 1 is where Yaakov brings the lamb to his father, and he says, here's some meat, can you give me the bracha? So Yitzhak gives Yaakov the firstborn bracha, and guess what he's wearing? He's wearing Esau's coat. So we have lamb and coat in that story. And then seemingly right after the story, Yaakov goes into his own little slavery at Lavan's house. And that we're going to call slavery number one. Now, slavery number one, Yaakov may have thought was the real slavery. He goes into Lavan's house for 21 years, and it's this brutal 21 years working for Leah and working for Rachel, and it's 21 years. So it wasn't 210 years like we saw by Mitzrayim, but maybe Yaakov thought that this was the slavery, this was it. Then what happens is, is there's goats and coats number two. Goats and coats number two is where the brothers bring a coat with blood on it from a lamb, which was obviously Yosef's coat. And they say that Yosef is dead. And then slavery number two starts immediately after goats and coats number one, which is obviously Mitzrayim, which is the slavery that we all know today. And basically what the point is, is that these two stories are interconnected. The connection between these two stories is that there's a goat and there's a coat, 21 years, 210 years. And these coats and goats are so interconnected that it shows us why we think Hashem. The entire purpose of the Korban Pesach, the entire purpose of Pesach in general, is to redeem these qualities in which our ancestors failed at doing. Yaakov tricked Yitzchak for the eldest brother. He tricked his oldest brother into getting the Bechor. The other brothers, they tricked Yaakov into getting the Bechor. Because Yosef was really supposed to be that chosen one. Yosef was the oldest one of Rachel, his favorite wife. Our most unredeeming quality is that we trick people to get the Bechor. That is what we are as Jews, essentially, up until this point. And when we go into slavery, that kind of redeems that entire purpose of what we were doing at that point. And Hashem says, I'm going to take you out, and I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to choose you and redeem you as my firstborns. Your worst quality is that you've been taking firstborn rights throughout history. But now you're going to be my firstborn. So I'm going to take that bad quality of yours and I'm going to make it into a good thing. And we see that throughout the Pesach. By the Pesach offering, it says that it's mechaset nefesh. It has to cover your soul. That the Pesach has to cover your soul. It's such a weird lushan. Why did the Torah have to write that? And the answer is, is because that's also what it wrote by the covering of the blood. When the brothers covered the coat with blood, it uses the same lashon. And number two is that it says that it was kfasim or yizim. You could use for 
the Korban Pesach? Is it Kvasim or is it Izim? Do I have to use sheep or do I have to use lamb? Which one is it? It seems like sheep are getting confused with the lambs, just like by the Yosef story where the lamb pretended to be Yosef. Seemingly, we could see from here that the lamb becomes Yosef. And let's take this point a little further. The Mayim, you're not allowed to use Mayim to cook the Korban Pesach. It specifically uses this Lashon that you cannot use Mayim. It could have told me you can't use a spit. It could have told me you can't put it in an oven. It says you have to roast it without water. Why does it have to mention that I can't use water? The answer is, is because Yosef was thrown into a pit without water. Also, Mara. We have Mara with it because of the bitter cry that Yaakov let out. From here we could see that our Geula was fully due to Hashem. We put ourselves into enslavement and God took us out. The Geula in which we talk about is the strength from our greatest weakness. Hashem says, you messed up by both Yosef and by Yaakov. Why? They were the firstborns. They were mine. And you took them away. And now, instead of punishing you guys, I'm going to take that worst quality of yours, the quality in which you steal firstborn rights, and I'm going to make you my firstborn. The best educators that know how to take the worst traits in people, the worst traits in their students, and they know how to transform them into some of the best traits. Usually the troublemakers are the ones who are the people always with the greatest personalities. And you could take those personalities and use them for the good. Maybe those people should be the gabayim. Or maybe they should be the teacher's helper. There are lots of positions for these troublemakers. And maybe that's what the Jews were. We were just God's troublemakers. And God chose us out of all the people because of our personality, because of our persistence. Have a great Shabbos, everyone, and Chag Sameach.